Hello, everyone, and welcome to Secret Keepers Club. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. So happy to have you here, as always, and I really mean it. My name is Carly Aquilino. I'm your host, and we have quite the episode for you today. Got a bunch of emails that you all sent in to secretkeepersclub at gmail.com, and I got some stories. I got some things that I saw, some things that I did that I'm not proud of. Okay, and we're just going to get right into it. I don't even know where to start here. Well, let's start here, actually. Last night, the craziest thing happened to me. Now, I went out with my girls. We were at this uh, bar. And we started talking. And the, the, there's like two guys there that are super cute. And uh, we start talking to them. And I'm talking to one of them. And this guy is so hot. Like, I can't even explain to you how hot this guy is. I was looking at the, this guy was talking to me. I have no idea what he was saying. I was looking at him like, God damn, who the hell did you come from? What do your parents look like? Your parents are George Clooney and Sofia Vergara. You know what I'm saying? That's crazy. This guy is so hot. And he asked me what neighborhood I live in. I tell him, he goes, I live there too. I said, oh, nice. What do you live near? Meaning like a restaurant, a bar, whatever. He's like, oh, I live on, in the north. What? I go, what, what does that mean? You live in the north of the neighborhood? He's like, yeah. I go, I don't know which way that is. I'm sorry. What do, what do I look like? Christopher Columbus? Give me a landmark. And he was laughing. He goes, you don't know which way north is? I said, no, I have no idea which way north is. And you want to know what? I'm fine. I'm fine. So anyway, he tells me the name of this restaurant. I said, oh, I live in that building. And he goes, I live in that building. (laughs) No, he's like, yeah, I do. And girl, not only does he live in the building, he lives right below me. (laughs) No. Couldn't be that, but it was, but it was. And we hung out with them the whole night and it was so weird, right? Because you know, what was ringing in my head, the secret keepers club story of the girl about a month ago, she wrote in, she said, Hey, I dated my neighbor. Now I kind of feel weird. feel like I'm going to bump into him. And so that was ringing in my head. So nothing, you know, well, I was like, nothing can happen. Not us taking an Uber back home together. Cause what we were going to do, we were all leaving at the same time. All right, we'll take an Uber. We live in the same building. Take an Uber, walking in together. The doorman's like, what? How do you two freaks know each other? You know? So I was like, I got to be careful. Can't, can't do anything crazy. We made out in the elevator. I'm not a nun. Okay. What are you going to do? I made out with a guy in the elevator. It doesn't even count. You're in an elevator. We're going on a date on Thursday. Listen to me. I really um, did say something kind of that I, that was haunting me when I was talking to him. I said, when's your birthday? He goes, my birthday is the worst day of the year to have a birthday. So I said, oh, it's 9-11. He's like, no, it's Valentine's Day. <laughs> first of all, first of all, okay, where are you from that Valentine's Day is a worse day than 9-11? I, I never preface anything with it's the worst day if it's not 9-11. Okay, I understand where he's coming from, where it's like, oh, yeah, it's like anytime your birthday's on a holiday, it kind of sucks. Right. 
but it is not the worst day. If it's not September 11th. So he was like, you're right. I was like, okay, just never say it like that again. Cause that's actually crazy. Um, and he was like, oh, it's so crazy that we live in the same building. He's like, I can't believe it. He's like, it's so weird. I've never seen you in the gym. I was like, that's not weird. Cause I've never even been to the gym. I don't know where the gym is. And girl, the way he thought I was doing a bit. He's like, stop. I go, if you told me right now, either die or tell me where the gym is, I would have to die. Cause I don't know where the fucking gym is. I don't know what floor it's on. Honestly, I've never been in the gym. He brought it up so many times that like, I could tell he first, at first he thought I was kidding. Then he thought I was lying. And then he was scared. I'm like, I don't know what the hell's going on. And now, because I have this whole thing going on now, right? The, the, the guy that lives freaking the hottie that lives right underneath my apartment. Now I feel kind of like, I can't just go down to the lobby unless I look effortlessly stunning. Which is really annoying for me because I like to go down there and just really ruin the reputation of the building. I really do. I go down there with my Cookie Monster pajamas on and one slipper. Okay. <laughs> haven't seen the light of day in four days straight. Haven't even left my, haven't even left through my door in four days. And I go down there and I just start growling because I've just been hitting an elf bar for, for a week to get my Amazon packages. Hey. That's me talking to my doorman. Hey, what's going on? How you doing? <laughs> it's giving gremlin. It is giving gremlin energy. And I, I do think that I, I possess that type of energy. Okay. But what are we going to do? What are we going to do girls? Do as I say, don't do as I do. You know the saying, and it's true because mm-mm. this is also, Oh, something that I wanted to tell you guys about I cannot believe that I forgot to tell you guys this story last week when it happened. So I was out with my friends um, and we were at a gay bar and you guys know I have bangs, right? I have my bangs, you know, and this girl comes up to me at the gay bar and she goes, I love your bangs. And she had the same bangs as me. So I was like, oh, yeah, I was like, we're like twins or something. And she goes, yeah, makes out with me. She grabbed me and kissed me like passionately. Right. So now I don't know what to do. And I literally, you guys, I was so embarrassed by the way I handled this because this is not something, this is not the way a sexy person would handle this. I went like this. I went, oh, and then I, and then I said, thank you. Not thank you. So she's mad. She's like, you're not straight, are you? And I don't want to get my fucking ass kicked. So I said, no, I'm not straight. You crazy? Have you seen my bangs? You, you know what I am. <laughs> okay. My, my friends are there too. Seeing this whole thing happen. I said, no, I'm not straight. I said, but I'm, I am engaged. So I don't think my fiance would really appreciate us doing this to her. Because at that point, I, I had to keep it going. You know, I'm in this. Not only am I in a gay bar, I'm in a gay bar and I have these bangs. 
right? And it's giving LGBT. It's giving LGBT. So what was I going to do? My friend Corey said, girl, until those things grow out, you're one of us. (laughs) No, that's, it's again, what is my life? (laughs) You're not straight, are you? No. Disgusting. Never be straight in my life. Anywho, you guys. Oh, I wanted to talk about totally, totally making a turn now because I want to talk about some stuff. First of all, I wanted to tell you guys I'm going tomorrow, Monday at 3 p.m. to the butthole doctor. We're going to the butthole doctor tomorrow at 3 p.m. Okay, because I've been saying I'm going to go and you guys have been hearing me say it. And I was out the other night with my friend and I was talking to her about what was going on with the podcast. And I said, oh, I made a joke about proctologists. And then all these proctologists were messaging me. And she said, girl, you got to just make the appointment. So I made this appointment at like 2 a.m. on Friday, on Friday night when I was out. And I got a text today saying, don't forget, you have to go get a, you know, you got to go to the ass doctor. I was like, oh, shit, I forgot I did that. So anywho, that's that. But what's going on in the news? Um, the Murdoch, if you guys are following the Murdoch, um, murders, like the trial, really, really interesting stuff. They have a Netflix documentary about it. The dad was just convicted of murder because uh, of murder of his son and his wife. But if you've watched the Netflix documentary, it's very suspicious. This family is very suspicious. Okay. They have, I think they're responsible for probably about four, four deaths between that girl um, that was in that tragic boating accident um, their housekeeper that they had just taken out insurance money. If somebody died on the property that they would get this insurance money. And the next thing, you know, they have like a housekeeper that suspiciously dies. Like that's very, very, uh, wacky stuff going on in that family. Okay. So I think the dad should have been tried for everything, but what are you going to do? Um, it really crazy that they had came to a, uh, verdict so quickly. Usually you don't see that, but it seems like they, they just had so much evidence that uh, the dad was at the scene. So you guys, I, I'm not going to go too deep into it because I want you, you know, some people don't care about true crime, which by the way, what the hell is the matter with you? That's kind of crazy. I love that stuff. But the dad has this like eerie, the whole family has this eerie way about them. Like these people the dad is like the whitest guy I've ever seen in my life. And I'm not, and I'm not being a hater, but I actually am now that I think about it, this family, I'm looking at them right now. These people wear SPF 5,000 when they go to the beach, the dad is, I would say transparent. That's how white he is. I've seen snowmen with a tan better than this dad. And I know I sound mean, but the guy murdered like five people. Okay. I could say that he's pale. And then you have the son whose name is Buster looking insane too. They have these like creepy, beady little eyes. Okay. But I was, you know, surprised and happy because families like this, right? Like they have like a get out of jail free card. They have, they're really important in their town. And also these are the people you have to watch out for because they can get away with murder and they do get away with murder. I think if this wasn't such a highly publicized case, 
he probably could have gotten away with it, which is wild. These people have a lot of money. They have a lot of connections. They know the cops. They know everybody in the town and they're respected and they're creepy too, because this is a type of family. Nobody's talking. Nobody's talking to each other. They're not like they address it in the documentary about them where like all these suspicious things happen, but they are so concerned with the way they're perceived in their community that they just want to look like the perfect family, right? That's, these are the fucking people you have to watch out for. These are the scariest people to me. This level of whiteness is very scary to me. Okay. That's a special, that's a whole different level. Okay. Nobody else does that where stuff's going on in the family. Only like very rich families do that. I feel stuff's going on in the family. They don't talk about it. Like somebody gets murdered. They never talk about it. Nobody ever says anything about it. It's like, what? Couldn't be an Italian household, right? That would be all my mom. My mom tells the same stories for for the last 32 years of my life. I've heard the same stories. You know, give her any type of content. She's never letting that go. So I was happy that at least they got justice for the for the son and the and the wife, but the whole family really a lot of a lot of cuckoo stuff going on. And to piggyback off of that, you guys, um, I saw an article. One of you guys actually sent me an article that there was a break in the JonBenet Ramsey case. Okay. Now we're taking it back. I know we were just talking about something that recently happened this past week. Now we're taking it back to Christmas Eve, December 24th, 1996, the day that JonBenet Ramsey was tragically uh, killed. So apparently there's something in, there's something that proved that it was not Burke. What? It was not Burke? You're kidding me. Let me see if I can find this article. And that I actually had to address an apology to Burke because I've been saying that I, that I'm like, of course it was Burke. Where the hell is this damn article? Anywho. Um, hold on. Let me see. Not, uh, I mean, this guy also, you never like see stuff about him. So I feel like he's really had to live his entire life like in, uh, like hiding almost. He did that one creepy interview where he was like smiling the whole time. And you were like, dude, why are you smiling? This is such a weird, it's so weird for like the one interview you do to just you look like the weirdest guy ever. It doesn't make you look good. Weird PR move there, Burke. The number one thing his PR agent should have said to him is like, hey, dude, don't smile the whole time. Like, never smile. Um, okay, so it says unearthed documents revealed DNA uh, did not match any of the key players early in unsolved slang. So pretty much it couldn't have been Burke, which why did we not know this? And who the hell was it? People keep saying it was the, uh, the neighbor. I swear. All I, the day we find out and have proof is going to be, is going to be a great day because I've been waiting so long for the end of this, uh, for the end of this. 
Anywho, you guys, what else did I want to talk to you guys about? The, uh, oh, the butt doctor. I already talked about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So, and I'll keep you guys posted too on all the other stuff on the butt doctor, on the, um, on the date. Oh my God. Like, what are we going to do? Like meet, what are we going to do? Meet in front of our building. What are we going to do? Go down together in the elevator. It's so embarrassing. No, it's so weird. I got to cancel. I can't do it. You guys. I don't know. I don't know, but he's a cutie patootie. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Please. Now I'm being silly. Okay. Let's get into these emails. Got a bunch of emails. Again, secretkeepersclub at gmail.com is the email address. If you want to reach out, um, if I don't get to it, feel free to resend it. And here we go. Let's see. This one says, help. Do I break up with my boyfriend? I'm going to go right ahead and say yes, but I have to read the email first. Hi, Carly and the kitty babies. I'll save the whole intro of how much I love you and we kiss you on the lips. Anywho, should I break up with my boyfriend? Here's the backstory. We live together. I'm 26. He's 34. I own this place and he lives with me. One day I came home from work. I'm a teacher and he was getting ready to leave for work. He's a bartender and he was bringing the trash out. Uh, when he was taking out the trash, not as sexy as Department of Sanitation NYC, I had to go to the bathroom. I had to poo. When he came back to finish getting ready for work, he was talking to me and stopped and took a whiff. First of all, he's fucking insane for that. Get your nose out of my business is what I would say to this man. He stopped the conversation to point at this point to spray the bathroom and then to say that I have a stinky butt. Should I break up with him? Love you lots. (gasps) Girl, should you break up with him? I don't know if you should break up with him, but I think you should kill him. (laughs) Just my opinion. I don't know, but I'm crunching the numbers and I'm doing the math and it's adding up to you got to kill him. Because what the hell is that about? Also, this is just a, you guys know, I've never pooped in my life, but um, for the girls that do, I know some people do. They have my favorite thing in the entire world is this thing called incense matches. Okay. I bought a pack of a hundred on accident from them from from Amazon because like you go in the store and they're like $6. You're like, "Mm, that's insane. But if you get them in bulk on Amazon, you buy 100 of them. uh, It's better. So they have all different flavors. They have all, and they all smell so good. I have them in every room of my house. Cause sometimes you just gotta, sometimes you just need a little incense, but they're matches that burn really quickly. And they, and they smell like incense. It's really nice. You guys, for those of you that do go to the bathroom, I mean, I've never in my life, I would never do that, but, um, you know, for the girlies that do. Okay. Sorry. I had to take a sip of my, uh, diet Coke. I had a little bit of frog in my throat for a second there. Woo. Let's see. This one says, hi. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. If the subject line of a Secret Keepers Club email is hi, I'm I'm getting worried. And then it says, hi, hi. 
Hope you and the boys and the girlies are doing well. I have a quick question. How the hell do I stop getting so invested in talking to someone so early, like texting a new person? I feel like I become invested in getting to know them. And when the effort is in return, I'm sad as fuck. I hate this. I hate how it disturbs my peace. Oh, and before I forget, would you be down to make a playlist for the girlies to jam to team Spotify? I would love to make a playlist for the girls. Consider me on it. Why is my nose congested? Uh, consider me on it with the playlist, you guys. And I hope you girls love bops because that's what it's going to be full of. And, and I will say I have to be better when, when I'm making playlists, I have to be better at keeping it concise because I'll have like a Kim Petra song. And then three seconds later, it'll be, it's all coming back to me now by Celine Dion. So I have to try and maybe I'll have it like a flow. Like it starts off chill and then we, and then we get crazy as they would say in the Jersey Shore, then we, uh, what do they say? We got to beat that, beat that beat up, right? <laughs> we got to beat that beat up. Uh, okay, so back to your question. How do you stop getting invested in talking to someone so early? Um, you know what? It's so hard because we've kind of conditioned ourselves, right? To We've had to condition ourselves to not be excited over things that are exciting when it comes to dating. Like when you first start talking to somebody, you first meet somebody and you get, you know, you can't wait to hear from them or you can't wait to see them and make plans and whatever. We're, we feel all the time like, okay, I can't put myself out there too much because I don't want to seem desperate or I don't want to seem crazy or, you know, I don't want to seem like I'm responding too soon and I have nothing better to do, whatever, you know? So I think that like that part of dating really sucks is like, okay, cool. How rare is it where we actually find someone that we enjoy spending time with and we enjoy their company and we want to get to know them better. But on top of that, we have to do this whole charade of like, oh, I, I don't even like you. <laughs> like you can't even express yourself. So that kind of sucks. But I think it is a way for us to protect ourselves sometimes um, when we don't know where something's going or don't know how much potential someone really has in being a, a partner in the future. So I think the best thing to do, and I know I've said this a million times before, but I really do think it, it, it just works the best. I think that you need to date, you need to talk to more than one person at a time, right? It takes away so much of an early investment because you don't have the time to be sitting around. They're not the first thing on your mind. If you're talking to two or three people, like you don't have the, um, you don't have the time to be like sitting around waiting for them, wondering when they're going to reach out to you, wondering what you're going to say back to them. You just kind of are like, all right, if they want to reach out to me, they'll reach out to me, but I'm talking to other people. So it doesn't, it's like not even a big deal. But I will say when somebody's not giving that right away, it's usually not a good sign. You know, I've had things like that flip on me where it's like, you don't think somebody's interested. And then you're like, oh, this person loves me. But for the most part, I just, I'm like, if you're not, I, I just can't, I can't invest. And, and that's what, that's what dating will do to you girls. That's what dating will do to you. 
And it really does how, how you said this disturbs my peace. It really does. Cause we start acting fucking crazy. <laughs> Sometimes I, uh, there's been times in my life where I'm like, wow, I, that was crazy. What I, how, how cr- worried I got and how riled up I got over a text message or the lack of a text message is insane. That's it's, it's insane. So you just got to focus on you and treat yourself the way you want somebody to treat you. Honestly, I really feel that way too. Like you got to just be your own best friend. You got to hype yourself up, keep that energy up. Okay, you guys, just a few words from our sponsors this week. And it's so funny because last week when I was doing the ads, um, I recorded them in an Uber on the way out. And I did the ads. And then once I was done, I was like sending it in. And um, the Uber driver said, you really just impressed me. (laughs) I said, oh, really? He said, you really, really just impressed me. So I don't know, maybe, maybe he'll be impressed this time around too. So this week's Secret Keepers Club is brought to you by Osea. You guys already know I love Osea. Seasonal dryness sucks. Make wintered winter lizard skin, a thing of the past with Osea. It is your one-stop shop for clean, nourishing, and clinically proven products for your face and your body. You guys know I love all of their stuff that I've ever, I'm, I'm going to be a repeat customer forever. If, if Osea is making it, I'm buying it. Okay. And I really mean that I got my mom stuff for Christmas. I've got it for one of my friends for her birthday. I really love this stuff, especially the Undaria algae body butter. It's really nice and nourishing, but it's not thick. Like girls, sometimes if I wear a really thick cream that like lays on the skin, I start sweating like a psycho. This one has a really nice light finish. I absolutely love it. The Undaria algae body butter hydrates for 72 hours of smooth skin. That's two days, girl. With nutrient-rich seaweed, whipped shea butter, and ceramides, you can feel great about what you're putting on your body. Protect your skin from winter dryness with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. And right now they're having a special discount just for the girlies. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code SECRET at oseamalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OSEA malibu.com and use code secret for 10% off. We also have uh, a very, very exciting dipsy. Uh, Girlies, you deserve a sex life that is fun. Stop rolling over and saying you have a headache. Get in the mood with dipsy stories. Dipsy is an app with hundreds of short, sexy audio stories for women by women. You guys know I am so for this. I think this is such a fun thing. I think it's a cool idea. I've never heard of anything else like this before. So I think it's fun. And and why not? Keeps keeps things exciting. Keeps things interesting. New content is released every single week. So you never have to get bored. And the app also features soothing sleep stories, wellness sessions, and sexy stories that you can read. For listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash secret keepers. That's a 30 days of full access for free when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash secret keepers, dipsystories.com slash secret keepers. Absolutely love that. I think that's such a good idea. Um, let's get into <clears throat> this next one. Sorry guys, I'm all congested. I'm sorry that I keep, I know last week's episode too, I was 
clearing my throat the whole time because you know, the heat screws up my nose, my sinuses. So this email says the solution to wire men slash Carly for president. Oh, cute. Oh, well, how cute would I be as president? Honestly, the outfits I would wear if I was president, stop, stop. No. Cause I would be, I would actually, and I'm not even just saying this to, I'm not saying this in a conceited way. I would be the cutest president ever. Name a cuter president than if I was president. <laughs> Honestly, they're, they're very rarely serving looks up there. Come on. Give me a little color. Give me a little two piece, a little too cute little piece tweed set or something. Anywho, thank you. This says, hi, Queen Carly and the feline princes. Got to start out by saying that you light up my life. Oh, you're so cute. Thank you. You're my role model, despite the fact that you're seven years younger than me. Cue wind beneath my wings. <laughs> I know that we would be BFF if we met, and I'm officially inviting you to my 40th birthday party. Oh, cool. This October, that's going to be on a cruise. I know what you're thinking, but the way that I think you would have so much fun on a cruise. We're obviously all getting matching t-shirts, so need I say more? I'm accepting suggestions for the perfect pun for the t-shirts, if you have any, by the way. Oh, cool. Yeah, if anybody... um. If you guys have puns too, email them and I'll, I'll say them on the podcast next week. <clears throat> uh, girl, the way I about died about the neighbor calling in a wellness check on you because of the Popeye's chicken <laughs> delivery. Uh, this gave me so much life because I'm the same way. I can be prone, prone to the sads or as I say, the depressy when I kind of isolate myself for a while and your hilarious story made me feel less alone. I love how you can turn um, everything you talk about into something encouraging and lighthearted. You never speak ill of anyone and you've built a community of great girlies through your podcast. So thank you. Oh, you're going to make me cry. You guys. That's so sweet. Thank you guys. I appreciate all of you. And, and, and I'll say this time and time again, any chance I get, I'm going to say this every time I meet somebody that listens to this podcast, they're the coolest, cutest cutie I've ever damn met in my life. And I, and I don't think that's a coincidence. I think all of you are really just the cutest cuties. So then she says, I've been crossing my fingers that you would tour through new Orleans, but no dice yet. Oh, I would love to go back to new Orleans. I've, I performed at, Um, I don't even think they have the festival anymore, but they had a new Orleans comedy festival that I went to a few years ago and I really loved it. <clears throat> And I have a friend that owns a club there too. So I'm sure I'll, I'm sure I'll be over there at some point. Um, anywho, back to the question of why are men clearly I'm almost 40 and I haven't come close to figuring them out. I've had all the issues that your listeners write in about and more. I recently pushed away a great guy. Um, uh, he had a senior diabetic cat. Oh, uh, because I was so burned out from work. I'm a social worker and have never had an example of a healthy relationship to learn from. And I've been trying to get him back in my cluelessness and desperation. I started working with a dating coach who really understands men and how they think and act. If you can believe it, the biggest thing I think I've learned is that men are really just different from us in a lot of ways. And although it might be really frustrating and we may not like it, the sooner we learn about those differences and how to work with them, if the guy is worth it, the easier our our dating and relationships are going to be. We as women often try to avoid walking away from a man that we love because relationships are so important to us. But I've learned that walking away is often what it takes for a man, especially if he's in his late thirties or older to realize that he had a great girly because they totally think different from us. 
I wish I had learned all this stuff before my thirties, but I'm trying to believe that everything happens when it's supposed to. If anyone is interested, the coach that I've been working with is called Paula Grooms and she's on YouTube, Instagram, and has a book and a podcast. It sounds like you already do all the things that she suggests because you're confident and had your parents as great role models. But if any of the girlies need a little extra help, I would recommend coach Paula. Um, there's also a really good, you know what guys, I think I'm going to hold on one second. Cause I, literally have to blow my nose. Sorry, you guys, I'm back. Um, I was going to say another dating coach that I follow on TikTok. She's super sweet and cute. And I love her. Dr. Wendy Walsh is her handle on TikTok. If you guys want to follow her, but she's always posting stuff too, about, um, kind of like in the same vein as that. So she says, do you have any advice on getting back with a great guy and cat dad who's reluctant to try again, because I was controlling and honestly kind of mean to him in the past. We've been apart since June. We were together for about a year and I have since quit the job that was crushing my spirit. When I reach out to him, which isn't very often, he always texts me back immediately and it's friendly. He hasn't asked to see me though. Um, He of course is always like the first person to watch my stories. I don't think he's seeing anybody else. I'm dating other guys, but I miss him so much. And I really feel like I've changed and would now have the patience that the relationship requires. I have apologized for the way I acted before. And he says that I shouldn't beat myself up over it. Carly, what's a girl to do when she was the asshole? Anywho, I'm going to put on my croc slash luxurious velour jumpsuit and order some Popeyes, but keeping you and inspiring all the girlies to shine. XOXO. Oh, and then she gives a, (laughs) she gives a very uh, funny fuck, Mary kill that we'll do at the end. So I get where you're coming from with this. And I think the best thing you could do with this guy is just tell him what you just told me, where you're like, listen, I am sorry for the way that I acted. I really regret it. I I feel like I lost something that was really special to me and I miss you a lot. And I would love to try and revisit our relationship because I feel like I've done a lot of self-reflection and I I've grown as a person. And if you would give me the opportunity to show you that I would, I would appreciate it, you know? And I think that I'm, I think that he will, I think that's a really nice, um, I would appreciate that so much. Trust me, girl. I got a list of about 50 guys. I need, I need that text message from because these fucking guys, the thing about men is they don't reflect right? But I think anyone would appreciate that from somebody and it's genuine, you know? Say, hey, let me come over. We'll play with the cat. I'm sorry, please. This next one says you would be perfect. Uh, I listened to your podcast religiously. Thank you for that. Not a question, just more of a wish or hope you would be great as the host of a revived Rosie O'Donnell show. Oh, I love that. I would love that. I would love to have a talk show because I don't shut the hell up. (laughs) You guys know the situation with um, how I know Rosie O'Donnell, right? My mom, Ellen, grew up across the street from her and they were besties growing up. And my, and my mom, um, drove her to the comedy show because she did stand up. My mom drove her to the comedy show that she got discovered at, um, which is kind of cool. So I grew up 
like going, I would go to the Rosie show all the time. Kind of crazy, right? I had all the toys that they would always give like, that was so cool. And that was real. Like you watch, I don't think they do it anymore, but back in the nineties, like they really were giving people that were in the crowd, like presents. How sick is that? I fucking love that concept. Like, I love that. It was cool stuff too. I remember it was like a couple Barbies. I had a Rosie doll. I had all the stuff, but, um, yeah, my mom always, my mom will talk about that any chance she gets. And she went a couple years ago with her sisters to see Rosie when she was doing stand up somewhere and they, and they hung out. It was cute. But, um, okay, let's go to this next one. This one says embarrassing little jog. I can't remember if somebody has already mentioned this, but something that's so embarrassing is when you're waiting to cross the street as a pedestrian and a car waves you on and you kind of just have to jog a little. You're doing a little show for the car. (laughs) Same with when the crosswalk timer is running out and you jog, but you're walking with someone who is too cool and just continues to walk slowly. So you look stupid. These people need therapy. I a thousand percent agree with all of this. The pedestrian jog is, am I going much faster than I would be if I was walking? No, I'm going about the same pace, but you know why we do that. We do that. Because when we're in the car and we're letting a pedestrian go and they don't give us that fucking job, that that jog, we want to press the gas. (laughs) We want to rev the engine a little bit because how dare you not give me the courtesy jog if I'm letting you cross. So since you've been on that side, you've been in the car, you know to do the jog. It's, It's polite. It's the right way to do it. When I see somebody just strolling across in front of a car, girl, what is this, the runway? What are you walking down a damn runway right now? Just strolling? Please. I agree with you. Um, Let's see. This one says, I've never seen a globe. Hey, girly, you're talking about embarrassing things that you've said, and it reminded me of two things that happened to me recently. First, my boyfriend and I were watching Drag Race Down Under, and if you haven't seen it, all the queens are from Australia and New Zealand. Girl, why did I say with such confidence how random is it that they wouldn't include New Zealand queens (laughs) in Drag Race UK since New Zealand is in Europe? Unfortunately, that's not the only time I made my boyfriend think I've never seen a globe. He was watching Eurovision and he said he thinks I'd like Spain's songs. And I was like, oh, is Eurovision for countries all over the world? Why is Spain there? (laughs) Wait, the way that you're me. To which he said, where do you think Spain is? Not me living 30 plus years thinking that Spain (laughs) is in South America. No, babe, no, because this is me. It feels like I wrote this email. He says, I'm buying several globes this year. (laughs) I kind of get where you're coming from, right? Because New Zealand feels, you want to wear new, new, hold on. Let me look up exactly where New Zealand is before I start to sound like an asshole. Cause I don't exactly know where New Zealand is. 
Let's see. New Zealand. Oh, New Zealand's little as hell. What the hell? Here's why you thought New Zealand was, first of all, it's this country in Oceania. Oceania? Stop. That's not real. You thought that it was. You. Okay. I think I figured it out. So on the um, New Zealand flag is a little tiny British flag up in the corner. So you probably thought, okay, that's Europe. That's the UK. Right? Wow, New Zealand looks nice as hell. What is this by? Hold on, let me look. I'm going to tell you, we're all learning something here today. I'm going to get a, I'm going to get a bunch of angry emails from people from New Zealand. Don't talk about us like that. <laughs> okay. Wow. They really are far away from everything over there in New Zealand, you guys. They're in, they're, it's an actual island. What the hell is Tasmania? Hold on. Let me zoom in here. Tasmania? <gasps> wow. It looks beautiful. Oh, that's in, that's, how is that Australia? But that is not even connected to Australia. You want to know what? When it comes to territories, couldn't be me knowing. Couldn't be me knowing. And the Spain being in South America thing, I'll give you a pass for that. Did you happen to grow up on Long Island? Because maybe we went to the same school and we can sue. (laughs) We also have Lumi. Today's sponsor is Lumi deodorant. That makes everything smell amazing. And we do mean everything for pits, privates, and beyond. You know what the beyond is, girls. (laughs) Okay, you know what the beyond is. Lumi is clinically proven to block odors all day and control smells for 72 hours. It feels so great. First of all, I love the way it feels. I love the way this stuff smells. They have a coconut. I think it's a toasted coconut um, deodorant that I've been loving. I use the wipes. I just, you know, I love smelling good. And this stuff actually works with you. Like it really does, really, really does work. Lumi comes in stick and cream formulas and is safe for quite literally any external body part that you want to freshen up. Lumi starter pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, a cream tube deodorant, and two free products of your choice, like a mini body wash, deodorant wipes, and free shipping. So as a special order for my listeners, new customers get $5 off a Lumi starter pack with code secret at lumideodorant.com. That's over 40% off your first starter pack when you visit lumideodorant.com and use code secret. Uh, This next one says, good idea for your new fake job. When guys ask, when a guy asks you (laughs) what you do, tell them you're a proctologist. That's it. Thanks. (laughs) I'm going to try that. Let's see. This one says Stephanie R. Oh my God. Imagine. (gasps) Wait, I just got the chills. I thought maybe it was Stephanie R, but it's not good. I don't want to hear from that bitch unless she's going to apologize to me for what she said to me. Okay. This says Carly, I'm listening to the potty and I'm dying over your Stephanie R story. And I have to tell mine, except this bitch's name was, I'm not going to say what her name is just in case. Uh, and it's on site if I ever see her. I've been holding on to this grudge since the fourth grade. I'm 32 now, and I still think about rocking her shit every day. <laughs> so in fourth grade, I switched schools and was the only new kid in the entire school of 
grades K through eight. Oh, that must have been so hard. And I had absolutely no friends. I tried telling people that my cousin was Britney Spears. <laughs> Me. And I and I cringe when I think about it. This bitch went up to every girl in our class and told them I said something negative about them. Like I said, one girl had buck teeth and another girl had big ears. I got in so much trouble and I didn't even do anything. Oh, she was an evil rat. She was an evil rat. Her and Stephanie are probably somewhere in Florida together. She says, oh, anyway, I love you. I love you too. I'm sorry that you went through that. Now you getting in trouble for talking shit when you didn't even, you didn't even know anybody at the damn school. Um, wow. The, the things we hold on to, right? I, if I ever see Stephanie, it's a wrap for her. So she better pray. I don't know if she's religious, but she better be praying. Right? All right. This one says the boy just can't last. Um, Dear Carly and the baby boys, longtime listener. I've met you twice throughout the years in Buffalo and in Philly. Oh, I love Buffalo and I love Philly. Those are like my two favorite clubs. Both times you were so sweet and you even remembered the second time, which meant so much to me. I have a very good memory. And of course, I remember all my girlies. Anyway, I'm going to get right into it. My boyfriend and I have been together for almost three years now and have lived together for about a year and a half. I love him so much and he means the world to me. He treats me with kindness and respect that I've always wanted from a partner, but I've never experienced with anybody else but him. We got together uh, about a year after I left my mentally and physically abusive ex of about five years. It took me a while to be able to overcome my own issues. And after that, and realize that not every man is the same, but I'd like to think that I've made amazing progress and can finally accept love because I know I'm truly worthy of it. I'm a pretty confident person. I'm okay with my body 90% of the time and feel like I'm pretty darn good looking. Of course you are. Of course you are. Cause you listen to the Sam podcast. Uh, but my issue is this, my boyfriend and I do not have sex. When I say that, I mean, we have sex maybe once a week on the same day in the same position. And for about let maybe less than five minutes, five minutes once a week, please. LOL. I am literally so frustrated and it's embarrassing. I've had countless conversations with him throughout the last few years about how we can change this, what we can do to make it better. And I'm really trying my hardest. It's really taking a toll on my self-esteem because it makes me feel hopeless and start to question if it's me or something about my body that he doesn't find attractive. I cry myself to sleep some nights. Oh, oh. And just wondering what is wrong with me. I've never been in a relationship like this. I'm a very sexual person. It's just hard aside from, it's just hard aside from this problem. Mostly everything else in our relationship is great, but this is a major problem for me. And I'm starting to feel like it's a deal breaker. I love him so much. And I don't want to throw away our, the rest of our lives together because of one problem. It's just hard because I've had to try and find solutions. I tried to have days where I literally schedule sex and maybe we can get back into more of a routine. I tried to suggest for, uh, I'm sorry. I tried to suggest medications to help him last longer. I know that the root of it is that he's embarrassed that he can't go longer. I don't know how to make him feel more confident and more open to talking. <clears throat> I never want to shoot him down and make him feel bad about something that he can't control. I'm just really at a loss of what to do, especially after Valentine's Day, where he didn't even touch me or give me a compliment after I spent the whole day getting myself cute and trying to make him want me. It was absolutely devastating. Oh, girl, I'm so sorry. That's so hard to go through. 
Uh, if you or any of the girls have been through something similar and maybe have some tips on working through this, I would love to hear some outsiders perspectives. I don't feel comfortable sharing this with my close friends because I don't want them to look at him or our relationship differently. Um, and then she sends pictures. Oh, of course I remember you. She sent pictures. How freaking cute. You had the cutest hair. Oh my God. Your hair is so cute. Um, Okay, this is such a difficult thing to go through. And especially if all of the other things in the relationship are going right, it makes you feel crazy because you're like, am I really going to throw this away, this great thing away over something that maybe you like have convinced yourself that it's not a big deal, but it is a big deal. It definitely is a big deal because this all boils down to the way we also feel about ourselves at times. Like something like this, I've been through similar stuff where it's like, it messes with your confidence in such a way. And it's really hard to have conversations like this with men because it's like their ego won't let them eat. Like they can't even talk about it a lot of the time. So I think what you need to do is tell him how it's affecting you. Say this is really like, and, and I'm sure you have already because you were saying you guys have had many conversations about this, but say this is really affecting my self-esteem. It's affecting the way that I look at myself. I'm really sad and I'm, I'm taking the um, brunt of this when it's something that you haven't really tried to take steps forward in fixing, like take this medication. There's so many medications and those medications work for, for so I've heard, okay? Those medications, those are like the number one uh, prescriptions in the country. Honestly. Like people are taking those things, okay? And they're working. So I think that you have to come up with a plan, not of like, this is the day we're going to have sex, because then it's almost like stuff like that takes the fun out of it for you too. Right. Cause you're like, oh, like it feels forced. It doesn't feel genuine. It doesn't feel organic. It's not exciting. It's not sexy. Like some stuff like that doesn't feel sexy. Right. So I think the way that you can take steps forward for you is, girl, honestly, I'm going to say this like, talk to him about it. Tell him how it's making you feel. Tell him that he needs to um, look into other options in terms of maybe he can get on medication or maybe he could whatever, talk to, I don't know, talk to somebody about it, talk to his doctor about it. Um, but also in the meantime, like you focus on you, focus on yourself, do things for yourself every day that make you feel good, that make you feel pretty, that make you feel cute. Give yourself little nice little things that like boost your confidence, whether it's wearing a nice perfume or painting your nails a certain color or trying a different eyeliner, you know, like all of these little things that really do change our mood. I just like the other night I like put glitter on my eye. I was like, I'm actually like, why was I not called for fashion week? I should be in Paris. I should be in Italy. I should be literally traveling the world in fashion week, walking on runways because I put this glitter on my eye. Just this, like li these little things that we could do for ourselves, right? And that is really important. And I think that you need to do that for you. 
because honestly, I've been with guys that like ruin my self-esteem, ruin my self-esteem where they're like, you feel like they're not attracted to you. And then sometimes they like talk about another woman, like, oh, this so beautiful. It's so sexy. I'm like, hello, what am I a foot? The hell am I doing over here? You're in love with this other girl. (laughs) You know that girl, that's been like such a, a point of, uh, realization for me in in some relationships that I've been in. But I think that sexual compatibility is something that's really important and we don't focus on it enough because it seems trivial and it's not, it's important. Um, but he's gotta be, he's gotta be making some moves here to try and try and, uh, help this try and, you know, do what he can, because now it's just, you're the one that's suffering and you can't even talk to him about it because he's sensitive about it. So what's going to happen? The rest of your relationship, you're going to feel this way. Could, no, couldn't be you. Couldn't be you. Um, but you got to do little, little nice things for you, girl. Okay. So this one says my boyfriend's receding hairline. Hello, Carly and the sweet boys. I have to write to you because it's something I would never tell my boyfriend, friends, sibling, or anyone about, but I feel the need to tell someone that my boyfriend's receding hairline gives me the heebie-jeebies. I should start out by saying that my boyfriend is the most loving, understanding, caring man who would literally do anything to make me happy. So when this wonderful man asks for a head rub at the end of a busy day, I can't say no, especially when he asks to rub my back at least once a week. Like his receding hairline doesn't, give me the ick as if it's a turnoff or a less attractive trait, but the feeling of a scalp with no hair just feels off. Like how is that area of scalp that normally feels full of hair is so soft? Therefore, (laughs) not therefore, (laughs) I think that's why it gives me a strange feeling in my core. I feel horrible that I feel this way. Some people have said shitty things about him and his hairline in the past. So I would never bring this up ever. So I had to get this off my chest and have someone know that it gives me the heebie-jeebies. Thank you for hearing me out. Have a wonderful day. Smooches attach our pictures of our cats. The orange one is mine and the black one is my boyfriend's and their besties. Oh, let me see. Stop. The black one is so cute. It's giving Halloween. Oh my God. And the orange one is cute too. The orange one looks nice. Surprisingly. Right. I could just kind of tell he's just like a sweetie. He just wants to snuggle. The black one, on the other hand, that's a Halloween cat. Um, yeah. I mean, you want to know what? I think that you got to just keep it moving, sister. You got to just keep it moving. I also think like, I don't know, hair to me isn't that, it isn't like on my number one. I'm not like I need a guy with a great head of hair. Like I dated a bald guy. He fucking screwed me over too, by the way. I dated a guy that like bicked his head. It, it didn't like make me feel any type of way though. Like I didn't feel weird about it. But the way you described it and the way you wrote that email very business professional is very funny to me. She said, furthermore, (laughs) she said, furthermore, it gives me the heebie-jeebies. And for that, and therefore, it gives me the heebie-jeebies. All right, let's see. You know what song I have stuck in my head? 
milkshake by Khalees. Imagine that. That's how you know I went out last night. Made out with my freaking neighbor, but in case you guys forgot, I'm not a nun. Um, there was one that I, guys, the way that I get so many emails, and I know I said this already. Every week you guys are emailing me saying I shit my pants. I'm going to need also a breakdown of that. Absolutely. Okay. So this one says, hi, Carly and the beautiful sirs. Number one, I recently discovered that you might have Maine Coons and I freaked out because your cats look exactly like mine did growing up. Oh, I bet you you're talking about the picture I posted of Robert, who is number one cutest cutie I've ever seen in my life. And he is gorgeous and stunning. I'm pretty sure he's a Maine Coon. Stanley's like a Stanley's like a long haired house cat. That makes any sense. Um, they're the loves of my life. So I completely understand your obsession. Also, I just got the green light from our favorite breeder. So I may have a Maine Coon myself in May and I can't freaking wait. Oh, that's so exciting. You have to send pictures when it's a kitten because though a Maine Coon kitten is the cutest cat alive. Yeah, baby. I'm talking about you. Don't look at me like that, Robbie. <laughs> yeah, I was talking about you. He they're like literally like a, a dust bunny that you would find under your under your bed. They're like just little fluff balls. Oh God, I love it. I would have a million if I could. Um, she says, my friend and I have, have listened to your podcast religiously for about a year now, and we're actually obsessed with you. Oh, cute. Thanks. I'm obsessed with you girls too. You've brought so many jokes into our lives in LA, and I wanted to give my best friend a shout out. Her name is Sasha, and she looks like Demi Moore. Ooh, love that. Uh, she was one. She was the one that showed me the pod. Ever since we started listening, we've ad- adopted so much of your humor. And TBH, I hear your voice in my head at least once a day now. So I wanted to give my girl a shout out. She's from Jersey, and your voices literally sound the exact same. <laughs> no offense, but you're the same kind of crazy that I like to be associated with. I absolutely adore you. Kiss you right on the lips. Oh, I'll kiss you. Smooches. Um, we're sending each other text messages on the podcast being like Carly's roasting cast iron skillets right now and I'm dying or Carly just called TJ Maxx, Timothy, Jonathan Maximus. Uh, you made us lose your mind. You made us lose our minds. Um, I'm including a pic. Oh, how cute. Let me see. Oh, you girlies are so cute. Besties for life. And now we're triple besties for life. Okay. So then she says, number three, I need some advice from the girlies. I'm sorry for the long email. I hate when the girls say this because it's like, no, we're all here for you. So don't say sorry, LOL. But here we are. I have a dilemma with a guy that I've been dating since October. It's been six months of seeing each other. And I really enjoyed taking it slow and getting to know each other because every other relationship I've fallen in love with a person in like two weeks. So it feels like a good change of pace for me. He's a little bit older than me, eight years and from Australia. I'm from America and I don't know if I'm, what I'm about to explain is a culture thing or what, but I'm just not sure what to do. So him and his ex were together for about eight plus years before moving to America together and then broke up about two years ago. They're still really close. They share a dog who I'm obsessed with. So cute. And they even live on the same street. Okay. He's always been very transparent about the situation with her, but they fell out of love and said that she's like family. I never have felt like he's hiding anything, which is discerning, uh, which, which was disarming in the beginning. Um, my thoughts were just that I should see if I like this guy before counting him out. So that's what I've been doing. And unfortunately I really do like him. My girlfriends have met him and they like him, but they're like, I don't know if I could do it. You're being very chill. He mentions her 
um, and tells a lot of stories and memories of them together that come up a lot when we're hanging out. I know we all have histories, but it, I think it's a green flag to have had a long-term relationship that didn't end in a disaster. But do we think this is entering red flag territory? I've hung out with her before and we even went on a double date together and it wasn't that weird. She's extremely sweet and I really have nothing against her. I actually think that we'd be friends. We had a talk the other day where I asked him what his quote unquote plan was. He had a good response. Like that was, there was a natural progression and that will happen with a new partner. Um, he's never made me feel less than or inadequate in any way to her. And I know he cares about me a lot. I'm pretty trusting person, but am I being too chill about the situation? I know that they're done in an intimate way. So my qualms are more that I feel like they don't have many boundaries. I mean, we went to REI the other day to pick up shoes for her. Oh, girl. <laughs> they're constantly in communication most of the times having to to do with dog things, but it seems like they know everything about each other's lives. I think they've gotten so comfortable with how things are. And I'm not sure that there's room for me, like how it's going to be when one of them gets serious about a partner. I have no idea. I could see myself getting serious with him. I guess I just don't know how to have this conversation without seeming like the crazy girl who's forcing him to do something um, and make a change with a quote unquote family member. I'm not trying to make him choose between her or me, but my mind just goes to the worst places where I think like, why wouldn't he want to be with her after I've brought something? Oh, oh, wait, I'm sorry. Like, why wouldn't he want, why would he want to be with me after I've brought something like this up? But I definitely think that he needs to set some boundaries in his relationship with her. Do I even say anything? A lot of people that care about me have thoughts and feelings about the situation and I'm torn and I'm not sure what to do. I don't want to stop seeing him. Um, and he also told me, this day one. So it's kind of on me to exit the situation if it's not working for me, or I would have to have a hard conversation about it. You tell me I'm conflict avoidant. So I kind of dread these conversations. Any advice is welcome hugs and kiss right on the lips. Oh, wow. And you have the coolest name ever. I love your name. I almost love your name so much that I wish I could say it right now, but I'm not gonna. Wow. That's honestly, girl, that's honestly my favorite name. Wow. Cutie. Um, all right. So here's the thing. If you don't feel, I, I think I'm in the same exact boat as you where it's like, if you don't feel like threatened by their friendship, I don't think that that's a problem. I've had relationships with people where they have a close girlfriend. And like, if I meet her and I really like her and we vibe and I feel like a friendly way towards her, I kind of have been there before where I'm like, eh, it doesn't bother me. Like, I don't see a problem with that. You know, my ex used to like see his like ex sometimes I am, you know, have like friendships with ex-boyfriends and stuff like that. So it's just kind of like, I don't think it needs to be a point of contention. And I think that is your boundary. And some people might not have those boundaries. So like those friends that are coming to you and saying, I couldn't do it, that's fine. And and if they can't, then that's totally understandable too, but we're all different and we all have different things that bother us and whatever. So I understand where you're coming from with that, but I do think if it were me, right, I would be like, like, it's so hard to explain. Maybe I would feel like there isn't space for me and that maybe the 
our relationship wouldn't have room to grow if he was still kind of holding on to if this was taking up so much of his life still like they're talking every day, they know each other's every move, they're running errands for each other, they have a dog together, like it still feels very close. And I understand like he's like she's like family. Okay, cool, but like do I fit into this picture? And that's something that girl, it sucks to have this conversation, but I think you owe it to yourself to have this conversation because before you invest any more time um in him, I think it's your best uh move. Because otherwise you're just kind of going with the flow. And he said, this is what the situation is going to be. You're not really asking him to change it. You're not saying cut her out of your life, but you are saying, make me feel like I'm going to have space to grow in this relationship with you. And, and, and if he can, then that's fine. Then bye. But I wouldn't just completely end it with him because of the situation, because I think you owe it to yourself to hear him out. And he, Maybe he'll say something that surprises you and maybe he'll, you know, I, if he's a grown man, which he is, he'll be like, yeah, I understand where you're coming from and let's create some boundaries there. That's all. That's what it is. It's a boundary issue. Let me see these pictures of your cat. Girl, stop. This cat is so cute. It looks like Robert. Stop. Oh, and you and your bestie are gorgeous. How fun. Oh, you remind me of uh, me and my friend Ashley. So, okay. Keep us posted on that too. I think it's just one of those things where it's just like, got to rip the bandaid off, got to have the conversation. And anytime I'm in a situation like this, I'm just like, what's the worst that can really happen? What's this guy going to do? You know, what is it? Honestly. If it turns into an argument, it shouldn't. And that's a red flag in and of itself. Like, it's not even going to turn into an argument. Just talk about it. Get it all out. See what he says and go from there. But I say this to my friends all the time. And I know I say it to you guys all the time. But I don't fucking care if if me expressing myself makes me look crazy. Oh, if, if I tell you how I feel in this relationship that I'm in with you, I'm crazy. Okay. Well then put me in the damn loony bit. <laughs> Consider me crazy then. I don't, I can't keep my mouth shut for anybody. Uh, but I've been there before too, where I'm like, Oh, does this need to be a conversation? I'm uh, what, what if he thinks that I'm asking for too much? I don't care if I'm too much, go find less. Honestly. Okay. Anywho, let's go. Oh God. Wait, is this a shit crapping story? Okay. <laughs> this says almost shit crappens. Is that how you spell it? And relationship advice. Hello, Carly, Sir Robert and Prince Stanley. And I really do like that in the hierarchy of royalty, Robert is the, the sir, right? And Stanley is the prince. Robert essentially is the king, right? Because he's older. Yes. Okay, sorry. I keep getting distracted, especially because Robert keeps staring at me. Stop. No, because you're looking cute. Stop it. Okay, I'm sorry, guys. Uh, Let's see. 
She says, I heard about the pod through a friend and started listening in the summer and it's changed my life for the better. I've gotten Aww, I've gotten a few friends to listen and we stay saying Carly quotes in everyday life and even count how many times you said, how many times I've said, honey, mommy's working to my cat <laughs> when I work from home in the accent and everything. Oh my God. And let's just say I'm not from New York, LOL. Oh my God. That's so funny. Uh, anyway, I initially wrote in because I just sneezed at work and got a hot flash and a forehead sweat because I thought I shit my pants, <laughs> but we are in the clear. If you can believe it, I'm wearing white pants too. So phew. Oh my God, that would be a nightmare. That's a recipe for disaster. And anytime I see a woman wearing white pants, I look at her and I say, that is a brave soul because the, the things that would happen if I wore white pants, it's a wrap for me. I would never be able to go out in public again. I would be asked to leave the, the Trader Joe's. I really would. They would say, mm -mm. <laughs> we can't have you here anymore. Okay, so let's see. She says, and I'm like, what the hell? I rarely wear white pants. Uh, I've wanted to write in for so long, but I just didn't know what, into, what to write in about. I feel like there's a lot of good relationship advice here. So let's go that route. I'm currently 28 and I'm in a long-term relationship with my boyfriend who's 29. We've been together for over six years and lived together for over three. We have two cats aw, named Carlos and Lily who are the best and could tell you plenty of stories about them, but let's get into it. <clears throat> I'm someone who has always been happy being single. I've never really needed a partner to feel satisfied or complete, but when I met my quote unquote beans, everything changed. He's incredibly sweet, um, loyal, and would do anything for me. We both ultimately want the same things and see the world in the same way. I've never questioned his intentions with me, and he makes me feel so safe and secure. He's done wonders for my self-esteem, and as someone who has had issues with body image in the past, which is amazing because I dated a great A, a grade A fuckhead right before him. Of course, there are things that we don't agree on, but there's been plenty in six years. LOL, basically, he's my best friend. Aww. And we have a really good time together. He's never been scared of commitment and definitely talking about getting engaged. Not soon, but within the next year or so, not in a pressury way, but in a cute, like, I want to marry you way. Aww. But for whatever reason, I have had doubt about our relationship on and off for a few months. And even thinking about getting engaged makes me feel very overwhelmed. I mean, we're almost 30 and we've been together for a hot minute. So talking about the idea isn't act exactly crazy, LOL. Um, for somebody, for some reason, I just don't feel ready. We've talked through this and he always ends up saying, I'm not ready now either, but I'm saying it's the end goal. And that I know I want to be with you. Some days I can definitely see being married to him. I know I would be supported and loved and it would be amazing. But other times I have this gut feeling that he isn't my person, which leads to thought of me being on my own, living alone, etc. We've had countless conversations around the doubt, but things always end up going back to normal and we don't talk about it until I bring it up again when I'm feeling off. I guess I'm just trying to figure out if this is this doubt or feeling is normal. And if I'm being fair to him by being in this relationship or not, part of me is like, well, a majority of the things are amazing. And Carly, I really love him so much. Even thinking about other guys makes me nauseous, but the other part feels like he deserves to be with somebody who is hundred percent in like he is just wondering if that's even realistic. 
I really don't want to throw something amazing away that I'm so invested in anyway. I don't know. Not to mention breaking up is so hard when there's nothing wrong. Um, how the hell do you even have that conversation? Like, Hey, most of the time things are fine, but I just have a feeling something isn't right. I don't want my sweet little peach beans. Um, I just love him. Um, she said, I don't want to hurt my sweet little peach. Not, I don't want him. Any advice is appreciated. So I've let this message sit in my draft for a few days. And it's so funny that I'm writing in about this. I've literally confided in my friends, gone to a psychic, started with a new therapist, and I'm writing about this to you. LOL, not me looking for for answers from literally anyone except myself. Um, And then she gives a fuck, Mary kill. So, okay. Well, you're you're feeling like you're feeling like you're in a in a rut and that's understandable. I think any time we are making big life decisions, whether it's getting into a relationship, getting married, having children, moving, you know, all of the adult decisions that we have to make. I think that there's always this. Of course, it's like a psychologically, I feel like we're just trying to protect ourselves, right? Because we have to put something in our head of like, oh, if this doesn't work out, what's going to happen, right? Because we just naturally do that sometimes. But I think any type of choice you make, especially if it's a big step, you're going to have this feeling. I really, really feel that way. And maybe what you need to kind of observe is first of all, and I just have to say the fact that you are able to have such an open conversation with him speaks volumes to me. I think a lot of people would feel really scared to tell somebody that they're with how that this is how they're feeling about getting engaged. So I really like, I think it's says so much about how open your relationship is with him. And I think that's great. So Maybe the best thing you can do is, why don't you like, are you talking to, oh wait, you said you, you went to a therapist about it. Hold on. Let me see. Yeah. I think the therapist can also help you like dive deeper, but there's always articles online. There's always stuff that you can have women. Also, you guys, if you've been in a similar situation, please write in. And I know that we've touched on a similar topic before. And I remember somebody writing in and saying that she was pretty much getting cold feet before her wedding. And she's so happy that she went through with it. So if any of you other, uh, if anyone else has been through something similar and had this kind of feeling, I think it's totally normal, but do let us know and, and share your stories with us. But I think, um, you know, the therapist will, will help you kind of dig a little bit deeper and you can write, why don't you keep a journal? Why don't you write all of the things? Why don't you honestly sit down and write all of the things, all of the reasons why you're feeling this way? Like, what are these little nuances in your relationship that are making you feel this way? And if it's nothing, then that's understand, like that happens too. But I think if you break it down and you see a list and it's, um, you know, I think it will take your nerves out of it. Um, but girl, I really think it's, do you think that you're feeling this way regardless of the engagement conversation happening? 
Or do you think you're feeling this way because you are having the engagement conversation? Because that's also kind of your answer, right? If you were feeling unsure about your relationship in general, and then like, and then had this conversation and it got worse, that's one thing. But if you weren't even worried about your relationship and and the future of it, and it kind of came out of nowhere, I could totally see that happening. Um, but I really, really, again, love that you guys are talking about it. Let's do the fuck, Mary kills. So this one says Carlyisms edition. Uh, the fuck, Mary kills is anywho, one thing about me or it's giving. Oh, I can't kill any of these. I feel like I say anywho the most. So I must marry anywho. And if, wow. One thing about me is so good and it's giving is so funny too. I think I have to fuck it's giving and I have to kill one thing about me, which sucks because I love one thing about me. I'm always saying one thing about me, but it's got to go. And then the next one is cookies, cake, or ice cream. Ooh. Ice cream cake, number one. The chocolate crunchies and ice cream cake, honestly, it, it that would be my death roll meal, just the crunchies. Uh, all right, cookies, cake, ice cream. I love all of these things. I love a chocolate chip cookie. Like, just give me a freaking chocolate chip cookie. I like the dough. I, you don't even have to put it in the oven. Don't worry about me. I'm fine. Oh, you're going to get salmonella. Cool. Good. Good. I hope I do. Anywho, I think I'm going to marry cookies. I'm going to fuck ice cream and I'm going to kill cake, which sucks too. Like you guys are giving me impossible ones at this point, but that was a challenging one. And and I'm not going to think about it anymore because I do love cake and I'm going to end up switching around, but I got to go with my gut on that. Anywho, I love you guys. And you can send in questions to secretkeepersclub at gmail.com. I'll keep you guys posted on all the tea next week. Okay. And I love you. (laughs) Bye.